If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we share time-tested strategies to turn your annual revenue into your monthly revenue. Ready to up-level your business and your life? Then you will love listening in on the lively conversations Ursula has with her clients and guests as they share exactly what they did to grow and scale their business exponentially. Plus, you will discover how to experience more freedom, joy, and peace in your business and your life right now. If turning your annual income into your monthly income is your next step, then join us at the next 2X Intensive. Go to UrsulaInc.co slash apply. Welcome back to Quantum Revenue Expansion, the podcast where we talk about turning your annual revenue into your monthly revenue. Today, I have a very special guest, Anne Kalhanik, and she's going to talk about how to create quantum revenue while traveling in luxury, which is what she does every day for herself and her clients. Anne, welcome to the show. Hi, Ursula. Hi, I'm so glad that you're here. And for all of you who haven't met Anne yet, you're going to love her. She's been in our community for over a year. And she's also helping me plan my next Italy trip. So whether you're in the States or you're somewhere else out in the world, the thing to know is that we're going to talk about how to have luxury, not only while you're traveling, but every single day in your business and really how to take those quantum leaps. So we're going to tie it all together today. Before we do that, though, really quickly, if you feel the pull and you want to hang out with us at the next 2X Intensive, and by the way, like some of you have been hanging out with us for a while and you're kind of like, I, I need help growing my revenue. I really want to grow my business. I could use some support. I could use someone else looking in on my business. We'd love to help you do that. You can go to UrsulaInc.co forward slash apply. All the details are there regarding how you can send us a little bit of information and we will schedule a time to reach out to you and set a time to see if the 2X is a good fit for you. All right. Let me tell you about Anne. By the way, I, I geek out on this. I used to watch all the travel shows. I don't watch them as much anymore because I think we have such a mix of different cable today. It's not as easy to go find the travel shows that I love, but it was such an escape for me. And I started traveling. How old was I? When I first my, took my first international trip, I was in college and I went to Germany um, and have loved traveling ever since. So this is especially near and dear to my heart. Anne is the founder and owner of Premier Travel, 
a boutique travel agency located in Luxembourg, Wisconsin, where luxury travel is designed by you, which Anne's going to explain what that means to us. Anne helps people who are totally confused or unsure about how to plan for a trip of a lifetime to actually experience a perfectly planned trip and create a lifetime of memories, which is what we all want because it's it's a little overwhelming when you think about that first European trip or that third trip that you're going on, but you would love some support. So Anne, let's just, let's dig in. So tell us a little bit, like what, what's your story? What you, what brought you into the love of travel and into your own business? Well, I kind of came in sideways. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a friend who wanted to open a travel agency and I said, oh, why not? <laughs> and had never really traveled before that. Uh, we were in business together for about two years and then decided to part ways. And I um, ended up finding an office space or a building in my hometown and um, put up a sign and started, started Premier Travel. So had you traveled much before that, or was it just this desire to travel? I not. A desire okay. to travel, desire. I was, um, I love helping people and a travel agent. That's what you're doing is you're helping people. And that was back in the time before everybody had a home computer. The internet didn't exist. Right. <laughs> so you called on the phone and a travel agent traveled everywhere. So when you came, you know, when a client came in, you could say, oh, yes, I've been there. And this is what it's like. And this is a good hotel or this isn't. So it was a very different world at that time. Yeah. Yeah. A more innocent world, right? In many ways. So one of the things in your bio, and we talked about this Mm -hmm. at the beginning, you said, um, where did it go? You said you help people um, find their, their, their trip, right? Their trip of a Mm -hmm. lifetime or create those memories. And you said where luxury travel is defined by you. And let me tell you, I bought out, this is one of my fine China cups. Okay. (laughs) I don't, I do drink tea, a lot of these often, or a little decaf coffee. I like these. Um, but I brought it especially because there's something about travel that feels so luxurious for me, even like people complain about getting on a you know, a flight that's um, like a commercial flight. I don't care. Put me in the back of the plane. You can put your back by the bathrooms, and I don't care. That is a luxury experience. I love everything about travel. And so even in my work day, I like to bring a little bit of that luxury to it because it feels it feels like a, an experience, right? And to me, travel is an experience. So what does it mean to you when you say that about luxury travel? Yeah, uh, we believe luxury is defined by you. And what's luxury to one person isn't for another. And it's so funny. One of the first things I learned um, in working with clients is when they say they want luxury and then you have to ask, oh, what is luxury? And one lady in my mind, I was thinking, you know, penthouse suite, you know, five-star resort. She said, oh, luxury to me is having fresh squeezed orange juice in the morning. (laughs) It's like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So just like you got to get out of your head and what you think of something. And um, when you're working with people is find out what it is that they see as luxury. And for everyone is different. And it's not about the money you spend or level of service. It is what's important to you. And that's what we work on is helping to dig into what our clients want and then make sure that we have that included in their trip. Yeah. So beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. It's it's so true. And it's like, it's just like in our business, right? I mean, we, I'm a big believer that in my day-to-day 
business experience that I want to have that luxury included in different ways, whether it's a special coffee cup or whatever it is. Right. And so for our listeners, like, how do you create luxury every day? And definitely leave it in the comments below. I'd love to hear like what, what feels luxurious to you? Like, what are those experiences? Because that's, you know, and, and I'm curious about this too, because to me, travel, travel opens up the brain. It allows me to be a dreamer again. It, it gives me a different perspective of the world, but I find that the experience of travel begins when I book, not when I get on the plane. Have like, what do you think about that? You know, the anticipation of that, is that just me or is that kind of a common thing? Oh, that is so true. It's the planning. It's the picking things out. It's the researching. It's reading reviews. It is all those things that lead up to your trip. And that sometimes, you know, you'll spend more time in that. And then when you're on the trip, sometimes it doesn't turn out, you know, it's a great thing, but it's like done in a flash. But you have those months of planning where you're anticipating and um, just enjoying the research and the, the thing that you're you know, looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that whole, that whole experience. So, so interesting. I didn't know this about your business or maybe mm-hmm. I, you'd shared it one time and it didn't click, but that, that you originally had a business partner and mm-hmm. then you parted ways and you continued. Now, what's interesting mm-hmm. about that is first of all, business partnerships can be very complicated and they don't mm-hmm. typically, they don't always last if they do, that's, mm-hmm. that's really unique. And so what, what inside of you and made you say, even though this person is leaving, I'm going to continue. What gave you that fortitude or that strength or that belief to keep going? Because that could have stopped some people. Yeah, we had different perspectives on things and different values. And I think that was the hardest part because she was a friend and her value was, um, she was uh, financially motivated and made all decisions based on finance. And I'm people motivated and I made decisions based on people. And it was just, um, as we were working together, it was just like, Ooh, this just doesn't fit right. It was so hard. That was a very difficult decision to do. Um, it took me a long time to finally figure out, okay, I can do this on my own. At least I can try. And if I fail, I fail, but, um, I'm still in business 23 years later and she's not, (laughs) but, but she's, she's wealthy. (laughs) Yeah, so she so she got what she wanted. You got what you yeah. wanted. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is you said something really important that I want to make sure we highlight for anyone who's either in a business partnership or has thought about a business partnership is that if your values are not in alignment, forget it. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll wear on you every single day, which it did. So you made the decision to part ways. Excuse me. You were able to do that and to continue on all these years later. In that moment, so for someone who might be facing that decision right now and or just facing a tough business decision that they're just like, like, what gave you the strength to say, I have to have this conversation and we're going to part ways and I'm going to keep going? Like what inside of you gave you the strength to do that? Yeah, I was scared to death. (laughs) Uh, It is very hard for me because I'm non-confrontational. Um, so I'm a people pleaser and just want to make sure everybody's happy. But yeah, I think it was just in my heart going into work. It was a drive and I just would just, um, you know, physically I was just getting run down and I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And I just thought, even if I've lost my investment and lose everything, it doesn't matter, but I can't stay in this heart space or this head space where I was, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. So it was more painful to stay there. Than it was to make the decision to move through the fear and do it anyway. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I'm just bringing this out because we all face business decisions that are tough, but if we don't move through them, like if you hadn't done that, you probably wouldn't have stayed in business. Like that might've just imploded at some point and you would have been frustrated. It could have been a fine, like a lot of things could have went south. So kudos to you for making that decision early and parting ways. And you know, you both got, you both continued your journey, which is beautiful. All right. So you moved out on from that, kept growing the business. So would you remember a moment where your monthly income and an easy way to think about it is where there was more money left at the end of the month than there was bills. <laughs> like all of a sudden you were, yeah. in, do you remember <laughs> when that happened? And, yeah, and then it took a, for you, um, it took a long time. It yeah. wasn't um, in our business. Um, we don't make money until after the person travels. So, and you might book something a year out or so, and yeah. it's solely based on your sales. Um, yeah. So it was a long time. I invested a lot of time and a lot of my own finances into keeping the business alive and then was had debt uh, for many, many years. Um, but I can't say uh, when it was a time um, one time, though, I can't say one time that was a, that I can remember very clearly was when I had all debt paid off and had money in my savings account. So it was like, <sighs> you know, finally you can um, just relax and it's not like you're behind. And right. it's an amazing feeling to not have any debt and to know that you have money in the bank account. If something goes wrong, like COVID, I'm going to survive. I have money in my savings account. Let's talk about that for a second, mm -hmm. because I know it affected our world, my world, the training world, but I know, I can't imagine what it was like in the travel industry. Yeah. I mean, how did you and your team work through those first few months of realizing, okay, there's no cruise ships, there's no, oh, and now they're closing hotels for, I mean, what did, how did you work through that? It was like a war zone. Yeah, <laughs> um, we had to, because we had people traveling that we had to get home. Um, mm -hmm. We had people that were going to be leaving in the next couple of days or weeks that we had to figure out, is this real? Is it just the flu? It's going to last. <laughs> you know, it was like just the unknown um, and just trying to help our clients through it. And it was like, okay, let's get your money back if we can. And unfortunately, some suppliers did not give money back, wow. even though, and, you know, because I don't know, it just, it was a pandemic and um, even travel insurance companies said, oh, didn't you read the fine print? Pandemics aren't covered. <laughs> no, I didn't read that, that fine print, nor did I know there was a pandemic coming, right? Exactly. Yeah. So everybody now reads contracts. Um, but yeah, we learned a lot. Um, and one of the things, though, is we just, because I had a savings account, got some government loans in between to stay open, because we couldn't just close our doors and walk away. We yeah. had all this stuff in you had stuff uh, you know, booked in out for years, right? Like you mm -hmm. had stuff that was booked out that people were still like, Hey, I hope I can go on my trip. I hope the pandemic ends. Mm -hmm. Remember for three years, we were like, I hope the pandemic mm -hmm. ends. Yeah. So yeah, it was tough and it's still, it's, it's bouncing back now, but I would say financial will probably take us a couple of years to regain that. Um, just the, I'm now in debt again <laughs> with a loan yeah. um, that kept our doors open. But I just felt it was extremely important um, just that we had to fulfill our clients. We could just walk away um, and leave them hanging. So we had to fight for them to try to get those refunds for 
lot of um, travel suppliers gave you credit that had to be used within a year and then some of them extended it. So it was a bookkeeping um, nightmare as well, trying to keep track of who had with what. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but otherwise we, we made it through. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and you knew you would. There, I, I just get the sense like you. Yeah, I was hoping it would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was so un unknown, just so yeah. unknown. And it lasted so long and all over the world, um, right. you know? Yeah. So just crazy. Yes. And yeah, you're like, it was, it's interesting how in some ways it, it pulled the world apart because we couldn't see each other, but it brought the world together because it was a global pandemic, which is pretty unbelievable. Like when you look back at it, it's like. I think we all not think, I know we all have PS, PTSD, especially, yeah. especially business owners. Right. And of course, those who were, we lost during that time and just a frightening time. And to your point, we all read contracts now. And we also know what we would do if this happens again, which I think is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And you know, what else, what else is possible, but cancel, cancel. We're all good. Like health, <laughs> we're coming into times of great health and great Amen. travel. So what, Looking back at that time, because of course we talk about money on this show, like what was the biggest myth or limiting belief about money that you had to overcome to continue to, like you invested in your business, you grew your business. Like what did you learn about money during that time? Um, I think I grew up in a, uh, with a mindset that there's never enough. Um, small Midwestern town, work hard for your money. There's people that are rich and then there's us who aren't, <laughs> you know, so it, there, there was a difference and it was just something that I don't think was ever said, but it was just what I believed from yeah. growing up. And um, as I came into the travel industry, um, at the beginning, it was all about what's the cheapest price. I think that might have been the mindset of myself as well as people who I were attracting, you know, looking for a Vegas trip or, uh, you know, things. And it was always what's based on price. And to be fair, in the travel industry, there's always advertisements about, oh, this is on sale. This is on sale week after week. They just name the sale differently. But it's kind of that's how they grab people's attention is by sales. So it does teach people to only look for the lowest price. Um, but through um, working with people, I um, had people who had more money and they weren't concerned about price. And just realizing that somebody told me something at the beginning of my sales career, it says sell out of their wallet, not yours. Mm -hmm. So just because I can't afford that um, around the world cruise doesn't mean that I, you can, you know, you can't. And um, that I can't help you to have the best experience possible. So it's yeah. not about my my finances. It's about theirs and what they're looking for. Yeah. And what they want, right? What they're mm -hmm. showing up for. And that's a big, oh, it's so big. Like just, it is so easy for us to shop out of our own wallet just because we have so many limiting beliefs. And, you know, like you, I was brought up on farm. We had like, uh, at some points, I don't think we had any money. <laughs> I'm not really mm. sure. We had government food stamps at one point, but growing up on the farm, you know, we had like the cattle, we had, you know, we, we had access to food and that was certainly a blessing, but the limiting beliefs, my goodness. Um, yeah. And that's one of the reasons I do the show. And especially for our women business owners over the world, because I find, especially with women, women tend to hold on to those limiting beliefs even more. And then you know, tend to believe that they can't invest the money in the business because it's for the family. There's a lot of limiting beliefs 
Um, and so thank you for sharing that and demonstrating. And you, you did say something really interesting, which I want to make sure you've said many interesting things, but another thing I want to point out, you talked about debt in your business and you didn't make it bad. You just made it like there was debt in my business and it was really cool when we paid it off and then going through the recession or the recession, well, the pandemic, which included a recession, um, there was some debt in the business again that you're paying off. And yet, what do we know about investing in the business? Like it can look like debt, but what can debt at times allow us to do or what did it allow you to do? Well, the debt that I had, well, through COVID, it's helped me stay open, helped me keep my employee employed um, and helped us just, it got us through when money wasn't coming in. And it was beyond, you know, you think, so we booked something. Finally, when COVID was over, we weren't paid for another year yet. So there's that lag time. And yeah. so it did just, it, it, kept, it kept our lights on. Yeah. Um, earlier in my career, it was more of an investment. It was... Um, to get up and running, but then I once <laughs> remodeled my office. <laughs> At one time I thought, oh, luxury travel. I want to look and feel luxurious, you know, and present luxury. Um, so I remodeled my office because I'm a big believer in that you have to feel it yourself. Yes. Like, I want, I want to feel luxurious, just like you were saying. I want to be surrounded by beauty. I want to um, look good. And so remodeling that office was a big part of that yeah. and just kind of made me feel it brought my expectations up of how I'm going to interact with my clients yeah, compared to what the office looked like before. Which probably increased your confidence and confidence yes. sells. People buy your confidence. Like when people come in, they're mm -hmm. like, and help me find this luxurious trip to wherever, or this, this memorable trip, or I want to take my family here. And they come into that space and, you know, and just how you present yourself, it's like, you're confident. I know that you're going to figure it out for me. And the other thing that you project is that how much you care. So not only are you going to figure it out for me, you're going to make sure it goes really well. And who doesn't want that in a travel agency, right? Like from start to finish, I can imagine your clients just love you. And I have a feeling your clients come back, don't they? They do. They do. For They're years fortunate. and years and years. Yeah. Years and years and years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And for our listeners, I'm just pointing this out because this is one of the things, right? Like there's a lot of ways to get new clients. However, we were just talking about this at the CEO table this week, a lot of ways to get new clients, but sometimes it's like, it's much easier, not sometimes, it's just much easier to continue to work with the clients already in your space. So you're not constantly going out and just, and, you know, grinding. Uh, and I'm curious about that. I'm going totally off script, just so the world knows. No I'm going off the script for with Anne. How do you like... I mean, you're, you, Anne shared, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say this. Anne shared that she has brownies in her oven right now. So <laughs> there's going to be a dinger that goes off, but I love that. I bet it smells amazing in your house. I love brownies and she's taking them to an event tonight with her clients. So what I'm curious about is what are the things that you've put in place to stay in touch with your clients? Like, how do you let them know you appreciate them? How do you invite them back? Like, what are some of the tips that you have to continue to work with um, existing clients? Yeah, um, we are uh, very hands-on. We meet with people in person um, frequently or if they're distanced via Zoom um, and have kind of a, our process is to do a thorough interview with them. So we know exactly, even though they say, oh, I want to go to Hawaii, you know, what do you have? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, okay, tell me, why do you want to go to Hawaii? What do you want to do? What are you imagining? You know, um, yeah. so once we figure that out with them, 
um, then we shop and um, give them options and let them make choices and help them to do that and then book it. And then frequently we try to stay in touch between the time that they booked and made their deposit to the time that their final payment is ready, just keeping in touch, um, sending them additional information about Hawaii. We can use that as an example, uh, like things to do on Maui or whatever. Um, and then when it comes to travel document time, if you're local, they'll come in and we'll review all the travel documents with them, explain everything, give them tips about how to get through the airport. Um, some people don't have their like Delta Airlines app on the phone, we'll help them do that. <laughs> or there's some countries where we have to fill out forms that they just uh, don't, aren't comfortable doing. So we, you know, we kind of hold their hand through the process. Mm -hmm. So our experience is usually quite well, good. They feel good about it. They feel comfortable and confident in their trip. They know that we're just a phone call away. They have our phone number to call us as well as people with feet on the ground where they're traveling. Um, and then we usually check in with them after to find out how it went. And um, there is an email that we sent out as well that just says, if you enjoyed our services and you have anyone else, you know, who's interested. And that almost comes naturally because yes. somebody comes home from a good trip and they're like, oh, my God, Alaska was excellent. And you will hear people. We always ask, how did you hear about it? And it's, they'll always say, oh, so and so just came back and they loved it. So our whole business is based on repeats and referrals. Um, so we don't do a lot of regular marketing. I love that. Well, I want to make sure people heard that. Like, so, so when you're happy, clients come back from the dream trip of a lifetime, they get an email and they get to share other people that might be interested. As business owners, we forget to ask for referrals. We just do. And yet that is such an easy way. And not only is it an easy way to bring in new clients, it's an amazing way because who do we hang out with? People like us. And those are the same people that are going to love to go on that next luxury trip that Anne's going to plan. So just, I just want to make sure our listeners are hearing that, that full circle. Uh, all right. I got a couple more questions. Um, so Ian, any, like, what are your tips on busting through an income ceiling? So if someone has grown their business, but they've really stagnated, they're like, you know, I hit the hundred thousand dollar mark and every year, and I just can't seem to bust through that. What are your tips, your experiential tips for them? I guess number one would be mindset and like goal setting. I know I had a big growth spurt when I finally um, had like a weekend retreat and really dug into myself to figure out what do I want and kind of had like a writing thing where it's just like, oh, let me write out what my ideal world would be like and uh, what I would like to look like that. And once I had that written down, it was amazing how things happened. And before that, it just floated around in my head. Yeah. <laughs> but so I can so say write that, it down. writing it down. Yeah. And thinking about it and saying, yeah, this is a possibility. You know, sometimes you don't, you limit to yourself what, to what you know, that you can hear possibilities outside and think, yeah, why couldn't that be possible for me? So I think yeah. a lot of it is belief. And then I think probably the next is just stick to it to, you know, stick what, figure out what way you can break through what you're really good at, what you enjoy doing, making sure that you're aligned with what you really like doing yeah. and just push through, just keep trying. 
So get the clarity and then the stick to itiveness, just like keep going, keep going, mm-hmm. keep going. I love what you said, like writing. I agree with you, like scripting it out, just journaling about what you really want and what's possible. Statistically, and this was from one of my last books, um, The Belief Zone, you're 99% more likely to achieve a goal simply by writing it down. 99% more likely. And yet, and do we teach this in public schools or private schools? No, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm sure there's some amazing teachers there that like bring that information in, but it's something we should have been taught a long time ago. All right. Um, we're starting to wrap up here. What's your best piece of advice for a CEO who's out in the world? You know, maybe their business is creeping up on breaking through that first six figures, but they're just, they're feeling frustrated. Maybe they're having a slow month or they're just like, just kind of stuck. What, what's your best advice for them? I guess make sure that they're, uh, they're working within their values. They're doing what they really want or doing it how they want. And um, then just think of possibilities, you know, just, I think oftentimes it's more mindset than anything else. At least for me, it has been. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then following through. Yeah. So maybe heading over to their favorite coffee shop and doing a little journaling or something mm-hmm. or just getting out of the house. Like I think sometimes we're getting out of the office. I think sometimes we can get this narrow view of the world and we have to get out. Mm-hmm. All right, Anne. So a couple final questions. Mm-hmm. Who like, who is, when you think of the clients you work with, like, how do you know a client's a good fit for you? What do they enjoy doing? What are their values? Like who's sitting out there that might be like, man, I would, I'm thinking about planning a trip. Maybe I should give Anne a call. Who would that be? Okay. Who would that be? Um, someone who um, likes to travel. They're curious. They want to go and explore. Well, actually, most of them want to go and explore. Some people just need to get away and lay on a beach somewhere. You know, I honor that too. Because sometimes even just when you travel with your spouse, um, you're away from home. Um, you can just concentrate on each other. It just, it does wonders for relationships, whether you're in Italy eating wonderful food or if you're laying on a beach somewhere. I think just getting away helps relationships. Uh, but otherwise, people who are excited want to explore the world, want to experience something different. Um, they don't want to do it themselves. They, like me, I just want an expert to tell me what's good and what's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, just tell me. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to figure it out for myself. I want someone else to do it. I trust them. And um, yeah, um, yeah, they're open to suggestions and ready to explore the world. I think that's a big one, especially. So of course, someone who want, you know, you know, you want to travel, you know, you want it to be a great experience. And you don't want to figure it out yourself. <laughs> like that's the big problem you solve, right? You help people figure out exactly where to go. I mean, really what you do is you listen first to understand what their desires are, what their dream vacation is, what that next vacation is. You ask, I'm sure, amazing questions. And then, like you said before, you give them options. Here's one option. Like, here's one way you could do this. Here's another way. Like what's most aligned with you? And then you let people figure it out on, on, and pick which is amazing. So I know someone in the world's out there going, I want to talk to Anne. So Anne, tell everyone about the, um, the free offer and how they can take advantage of it. Yeah. If you go to our website, it's www.premiertravel with an S at the end. Um, and, um, there's places on there where you can um, select an appointment and that can be in person at our office in Luxembourg or, 
um, you can do a Zoom call. And just we do like an introduction call, kind of hear what it is that you're looking for. I can give you some ideas. And then you can determine, you know, if we're a good fit and want to work together. And yeah, that's yeah. it. Beautiful. Awesome. So Premier Travels with an S, we'll have that in the show notes. Make sure you put the S at the end of travels.com. Click on there and you can book a complimentary conversation with Anne. Anne, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your business journey and for inspiring our listeners all over the world. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you, Ursula. It's been a pleasure. I can smell the brownies and I can, <laughs> can you hear that? where my next travels are going to be. So looking yeah. forward to that. So thank you. And to our listeners all over the world, we love you. We appreciate you. If there's a topic you'd like for me to talk about, you can email us at contact at ursulainc.co. I'd love to hear from you. That's it for this week, everybody. Make this your most epic month yet. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.